<laughs> the College Sportscast. Tonight, we have a special guest with us. Our special guest is Peter Burns of ESPN and SEC Network. Hey, Peter. What's up, y'all? What's going on, man? I like the I like the show intro. Like, I need to start talking to my people about getting something like this. Like, <laughs> people have been doing podcasts for a while, and I kicked myself because, like, in 2010, I was like, man, I, that would be so awesome, you know, just do a podcast. And I was like, nah, I'll get to it. And, like, 2011, I was like, I'll get to it. And I keep fast-forwarding it every year, and then I see you guys that actually are doing it. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you guys have got it done, and, and y'all look like you have some fun doing it, so that's great. We do, man. We do have a little fun doing this. Sure. We appreciate you being on with us. Uh, Peter's the host of SEC Now, SEC This Morning on on SEC Network. So this is a big deal for us, and we appreciate you being on. We've got some basketball, some football questions, and 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 uh, Roberts is going to throw in some baseball at you too. So. <clears throat> do it if i don't know the answer i'll just make it up to make it sound like i actually know what i'm talking about so that's what we always do right <laughs> just fake it do in media anyway right it's fake so, news we're, right? we're just gonna give you fake news that's it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna start with a little day was national signing day and uh the big the big news over the last couple of weeks has been Jaden rashada um he's the quarterback you know, that uh, was dismissed or let go by Florida. So he signed with Arizona State yesterday. But I just kind of want to get your take on the deal falling through with Gator Collective of a $13.5 million NIL deal. I mean, first and foremost, I, I, I wish I was part – I got a, a, a fraction of that. I mean, like, that's incredible, right? Like, Can I be his agent? <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, I'll just take the 10% as the agent. Yeah, there you go. Deal, right? Um, honestly, right. When I, you know, like, the world of NIL is in the, in the even the transfer portal, like, college sports is different than it de- damn sure was when we first launched the network back in 2014. And – it continues to evolve and change. And, you know, my first thoughts when I saw the Jaden Rashada news uh, of, you know, them not working it out in Florida, I thought this might be the best case scenario for college sports. And what I meant by that was it felt wrong that somebody was getting that amount of money before they ever took a snap. Like, we don't know. Like, it was one thing when Sam Bradford got $60 million before taking an NFL snap, but that, that was just the way the, the contracts used to be in the day. Right. So they they switched that. Um, And now it's on a different pay scale for NFL rookies. But, you know, like I think across the world of college sports, they're glad something like that didn't work out because I think a lot of coaches are sitting there going, wait a minute. Like, I don't have a collective to pay somebody 13 million and whether or not they're good or bad. And and I think it was very selective what Nick Saban put out in the media this week when he said, hey, um, you know, I dismissed two guys and told them to go elsewhere when they asked for a bunch of NIL money. Like Nick Saban doesn't say anything unless he wants it out in the media, right? He wants to make a point of it. And so I think he said that basically as like, don't come to Alabama if you're going to, if you're going to ask me about those deals. And I, it wouldn't be surprised if Billy Napier went to his collective and said, Hey man, if we do this for one kid, I got to do this for every single one of them. So I don't think this is the best use and I don't want to have a guy on my roster and having to deal with the locker room situation like that, like, 
I mean, I'd like to think Billy Napier kind of stepped stepped in also and says, hey, man, I don't know if this is the best idea for Florida football going forward. It's very likely. I mean, it could have happened that way. Yeah. Man, my sentiment is exact. I think um, I, I said those exact words the other day, that maybe <laughs> the college football needs a cap. And I've referenced what the high used to be, the NBA and the NFL. These guys used to come out of college getting a strong amount of money right up front without being proven. And to pay 13.6, that sends a message that you you get more you make more than a head coach and you make more than all the essential coaches. So what can you actually tell a kid like this with this amount of money so young? So I agree totally with you. Yeah, I think the right. frustration comes where the coaches just want guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just want like even I mean, hell, even the mafia had rules. Right, the box, all the mob <laughs> together and right. around the table, and we're like, "All right, I'm not going in this territory. You get this, you get that." Right, right. and so like right now, everyone's looking at it, going, "Wait a minute!" Like, it, w- at least let us know what the rules are, and that's the frustration that the coaches are having. <laughs> not necessarily they like. I think a lot of people think that the coaches are against the kids getting money. I don't think that's the case. The coaches just want to all be on the same playing field right now. And I think that's what the coaches are frustrated with uh, right now. If Hey, listen, if you're going to say it's okay to pay whatever, pay whatever. But they're not all by the same rules. And not everybody goes in the same state as well, too. Like, state law is different. So I think that's part of the frustration that we see right now. Yeah, Definitely. There you go, Peter. (laughs) <laughs> I want to I, I want to shift to uh, basketball right quick, and I know it's a network that uh, if you work for SEC, you know I'm a diehard diehard SEC guy. Um, I see the Ole Miss in the background. I, I well, see it. I, I, he I, played I, I, there. I, I, he played there. Yeah, he, he played, played at Ole Miss. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> what SEC team do you see men's basketball as a Final Four potential teams? Man, I would have said that. I would have said Alabama's a no doubter until I saw the game against Oklahoma. Then I would have said Tennessee is a no doubter until I saw them put up the game in Florida, you know, uh, earlier this week. So it, it's it's tough. Um, you know, I think to me, I think the most complete team still ends up being Tennessee, right? They got a lot of seniors and, and upperclassmen, and but the issue with Rick Barnes is like they play such a slow, methodical type um offense in in basketball that you get into a tussle with a team like florida and the shots aren't falling then you're you're screwed you know so um you know i always like the teams kind of like like cinderia stornwell in 2017 with south carolina they went to the final four because frank martin said we're going to play great defense but we're also going to play fast and i think that's the one thing that tennessee's missing right now i'd love to see them play that great defense the number one defense in the country but then speed it up like let these guys have more of a green light to shoot, and all of a sudden Kamwa, and all of a sudden uh, Vescovy, and and Josiah Jordan James, like let them light it up. You know, I mean, like be the be the San Antonio Spurs on defense, but be the Golden State Warriors on offense. And I don't I don't think I don't think Rick Barnes right now is kind of trusting that team to do that. So again, it's all hell. It's all a crapshoot. But um, like I said, I, I still think Tennessee has a slight advantage over Alabama, and those might be the only two teams I think that can make a real good run. Alabama, you was talking about. I mean, they they tried to light it up last night against Vandy. That's for sure. 
101. Oh, wow. I mean, that was just a butt whooping, right? And I'd like was, to report a murder in Nashville. <laughs> it, it, it was a situation. I mean, you think about it, right? I mean, Alabama ended up being down five nothing in that game, right? Vandy was so they went on like 101 to 39. Right. But they, yeah. you know, again, I, I think, and, and I'll joke it aside, man, Alabama, they've been through some stuff, obviously, you know, I mean, with, with, well, they with have. what happened with their teammate. And, and I, I think, you know, Nate Oates has been honest about that going, Hey man, sometimes we have good days. Sometimes we have bad days. And I think that's, that was kind of one thing that I understood through the whole process is like, Hey, you know, when we always assume things in sports, but little do you know what's going on in the world of an 18 year old, 19 year old guy that maybe has some issues going on or schoolwork or family issues. So like occasionally as worked up as I get about SEC sports and just college sports in general, I got to realize, hey, man, like 95 percent of these guys aren't making a nickel. And when it comes to NIL, it's more of, you know, for love of the game and getting a college education that, you know, I got to pump the brakes sometimes when I'm, I'm a little too upset about a result. Right. Right. <clears throat> now, now we're going to shift over now to baseball here. Um, so there are a bunch of preseason polls. In fact, they're just a bunch of polls, period, with baseball. I mean, they got what? Yeah, five po- of them. They got like nine different polls. <laughs> I right? know. It's, like it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But uh, one of them being the D1 baseball poll had uh, nine SEC teams in the top 25, including four of the top five, LSU being number one overall. Uh, one discuss you know what what you think of the preseason polls the ones and 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 just the toughness of the SEC and then uh, following up that just there were a couple of notable teams that were left out and just what do you think about them coming in you know being left yeah, out yeah I mean let's start with the first one there I mean let's yeah. I think it was what the top four the top five and like seven of the top ten were in the SEC and that's that's no yeah I mean no no doubt I mean listen like. I think people have understood, A, because of the weather situation, you know, you're going to play down south because you get to play the entire season. Um, The second part about that is that, I mean, you literally, at LSU, they had a Major League Baseball pitching coach, I think with the Twins, come down to take the pitching coach job at LSU. Like, that's unheard of that you would leave Major League Baseball for college, but that's because how much money there is in college sports right now, the fandom, and you have a lot of kids that are deciding, hey, man, instead of going to play – you know, rookie ball or single A ball somewhere, I'm better off going to Oxford or I'm better going off to Baton Rouge or Gainesville yeah, where I can I can work That's with right. Mike Bianco and I can work with Jay Johnson and I'll have better food. I'll live like a king on campus. I'll have a play in front of a bunch of fans. So I, mean, I think that's why SEC baseball um, does so extremely well each and every year. I mean, you know, you, you know it as good as anybody. I mean, SEC baseball tournament in Hoover is right. like the double A all-star. Yes, you know, yes it is. <laughs> fans are there, but then we run into scouts every year, Major League Baseball scouts going, I want to go see L- you know, LSU and Florida, and I can go to watch Tennessee all in one week. You know, you mean I can I- see the, the number one, the number two, and the number whatever <laughs> picking the draft play in the same weekend at the same place? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it, 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 there's probably scouts that could believe that there's as much talent in the SEC baseball tournament as there is in Omaha some years. You know, just because oh, yeah. of eight teams versus, you know, how many 12 teams that get there. So right. um, it, it's my favorite time of year. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. like when we get to the point where we got baseball and softball and you still got basketball hoops going on and spring football, like everybody talks about football season in the SEC, which obviously we love. 
But man, the spring is actually my favorite time of year, especially working for the network. Yes. And then the, right. the, the notable teams that didn't make it were Mississippi State, mm-hmm. who won it two years ago, and 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 I would even venture to say Auburn. Because, I mean, look yeah. at what they've done over the last couple of years, the recruiting class that's come in, and yet no luck. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, you know, for two things. One, Chris Lamonis had such a step back last year. But, again, you got to think that he'll be able to get it going just because they love uh, baseball so much down there at, at, at Duty Noble and, and Starkville. The other thing about Butch Thompson is, like, that's just Butch's M.O. Like, nobody gives Auburn the respect when it comes to baseball each and every year. And what does he do? He's, he's over in Omaha. He's like, screw it. I don't care. Like, we don't need to get the love. So, um, you know, again, it's um, – I think they always fly underneath the radar. And you never know, right? I mean, like, I mean, you look at Ole Miss last year. Ole Miss was kind of left for dead. In fact, I, I still – that's my big conspiracy theory. I'm a big firm believer. The only reason why Ole Miss even got into the tournament last year is because they knew Mike Bianco might be on his way out. And they're mm-hmm. like, have a solid just, hey, as a thank you to such a great career. And then guess what? The Rebs got hot, right? Like, and, and they're a good team. So it goes to show you, man, like, it's – you know, there's enough talent in the SEC – outside of maybe two or three programs that I, I could see potentially winning it all every single year. Indeed. Right. That's that's true. That's very true. So I'm going to switch it up and go back to uh, football for just a minute. So let's talk about the job that Zach Arnett is doing at Mississippi State. You know, you know in the ESPN rankings, he has uh, put together a top 25 class with all that has gone on in Starkville, you know, the last two months. And I just wanted to kind of give give him the props and let you talk about kind of what's going on down there. So yeah, I used, the job I he's been Zach, doing. Yeah, I just had Zach on my Sirius XM show um, on yesterday. And we had talked to him on, on, on signing day. And I had had him on during the season and stuff. And he was great because, you know, even when, before Mike Leach had passed, you know, he talked about how he had full and total autonomy to, to coach that defense and how he loved it. And I thought, man, I, I thought that was a pretty good statement. And I, I asked him that question again. I said, how has your ch- coaching philosophy changed what, now that you're the head guy? And he goes, it has to be the same. He's like, I learned from Coach Mike Leach so much. And part of it was like, hey, you know, I'll let your coordinators be coordinators and do the job. And so I think that's the one thing that's interesting about him. And, and offensively is, hey, man, he said, hey, we're going to let Will, Will Rogers do whatever he does. You know, like we're going to I'm going to let him I'm going to tr- trust him. They bring in Mike Wright, which I thought was interesting over from Vanderbilt, which gives him a dual threat option as well, too. So and again, go look at Super Bowl Sunday, man. Fletcher Cox and, and look at Chris Jones being a damn game wrecker. Like, <laughs> and I mean, like. You know, he joked around about it, but I think it's kind of true. Like, we call LSU, like, DBU or wide receiver U. I mean, like, defensive line U might be Mississippi State for the <laughs> that they have. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, yes, sir. And, hey, and when you got an Ole Miss fan right there talking about that Mississippi State's got a good defensive line, you know they're going to be good. <laughs> right. See, I'm pretty right. old. So I'm pretty old. I, I, I actually seen Flexer Cox grow up in Yazoo City. So yeah. I'm, when you said Fletcher Cox, that's a name that resonates with me. I'm like, Ooh, he's exactly well, right. I remember talking to Dan Mullen. You know, when Mullen was down there and he first took the job, and we would go down and spend a lot of time with Dan in, in Starkville, and he would just, you know, whether it be Fletcher or other guys right there, uh, was it Preston, Preston Smith? Was he was he at Starkville as well, too, I think so? Like, I'm trying to think so. so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's I been think so, so many. 
And, and that's crazy. I, I am an Ole Miss fan, but I'm a realist. I'm, I, I love sports. I'm going to say it like it is. That just might be the tackle, D lineman, whatever you want to call defensive. That might yeah. be the place to go to to, you know, really get, get your rocks off. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, and, again, Zach's done a great job coaching that defense. And so you have to kind of, you know, while Mike put his touch on the air raid offense, you know, Zach's going to end up being a defensive-minded coach. And at, at the end of the day, guys want to play. Right. And, you know, and Starfield may not be as big of a, a spotlight as Alabama or Georgia or Clemson or any of these other places right now. But at the end of the day, can you get guys in the league? You damn sure can. Can they can they play? Absolutely. So I think some that's one of the things about great this college football right now is that I think the parity level is helped with the transfer portal. Whereas, hey, do you want to be the third string guy over at Alabama or Georgia and, you know, take your time or do you want to play right here right now? Right. Right. Like, and I think a lot Absolutely. of guys are saying, I want to play right here, right now. And that's going to create a, even a little bit more opportunity for guys to go to some places that aren't as like the heavily recruited places as before. See, that, that transfer rule right. really has changed the landscape of sports, period, because now yeah. you don't have to sit out. And like you said, being able to play right away and compete. Think about it. If you can't go to those big schools, why not compete against them? Because scouts are still looking. And so why not? And the no, coaches not? can leave. I mean, shit, the coaches leave all the time. I and mean, we just saw I, mean, I see this Anthony Weeks is on here on asking him about Garrett Riley. Like Garrett, Garrett Riley, Riley just left. You know, like yeah, that's right. You know, he he was, was there one year. Play. He was there one year yeah. at TCU and, and leaves. Yep, yeah. There you go. So it's I mean, it's a it's a good time. And again, I I, I look at this and people <laughs> say, Oh, you know, because some people in our industry are upset about name, image, and likeness and stuff and transfer portal. I'm like Dude, I, I have a house. I got, you know, kids. I, got, I, I get my career off of talking about college athletes. Like, who am I to say I can make money off of them? But, you know, I, I, I care they if they get $25 for a, for a uh, you know, an autograph or they go work and do a sponsorship deal. Like, come on, get real. I mean, we, I know we, right, right, just, that, Yeah, go for it. Sorry. You, you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead go I was ahead. just saying, like, in all honesty, I mean, when, when all of us were in school and we were – we were going to school. I mean, it would be a technically an NCAA, NCAA violation if you gave a, an athlete a ride. Yeah. You know, if you, I mean, if you gave him a ride, that's a technically. Yeah, that's you, a, you put cream cheese on a bagel. That yeah. actually was a, I mean, that's the famous thing that the NCAA said you can provide the bagels, but you can't provide cream cheese for the bagels. Like, what kind of right. shit is that? Like, that's. Yeah, I know. That's so. I mean, <laughs> right. Just, come on. And, and what football and, and great basketball programs gener generate a weekend? In a college town, come yeah. on, man. Well, I, right. that came, I think that came from a lot of the athletic departments as well, too. Not just in the SEC, but everywhere. Because what they were worried about is, let's say that I own 20 car dealerships, right? And I normally, you know, to give back to the university, I normally donate to the university. Where they're worried about me owning 20 car dealerships and saying, well, instead of donating to the university, I'm now just going to cut out the middleman and give the money straight to a collective, which will give the money to an athlete, which, right. I mean, I, I get it, you know, because now the schools themselves have competition. The competition mm -hmm. is the collective, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's mm -hmm. why you're, you know, at first the schools didn't want to have these relationships with the collectives, but they realized if you don't, then you're creating a competitor. So it's better to right. keep your enemies closer and you can kind of work hand in hand on it as opposed to just being like, nah, nah, we don't, you know, these guys are, they're, they're giving a phone call to the same guy I give a phone call to. Well, it's right. better to know what's actually going on, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. And if I'm giving, five, I mean, truth be told, if I'm going to give $15,000 to a school, all right, $15,000 towards a $20 million building. I don't know if that makes a difference, but maybe $15,000 might be the way that, you know, Hey, a, 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 you know, a walk on guy gets an opportunity to, to take care of his family and, and, and an opportunity to make a couple of dollars. Like that could be a game changer yeah. for some of these guys. Oh yeah. Use games. Right. <clears throat> now I'm going to share real quick. Um, basketball right now, right now is a, a two part question right now. Who would be your mid halfway point player of the year? And how many teams actually get into the NCAA tournament? Man, I, I think it's going to be between six or seven teams that get in. Um, but, again, you know, the good news is, is at least the league is better than it was six, seven, eight years ago when there really was only like two or three. So, you know, that's that's a huge situation. Um, and I think it's only going to get better. Now, I like Kobe Brown, man, out of Missouri. Like the mm. more you watch Kobe Brown and Dennis Gates has done a great job in year one. And so I look at this and I'm like, man, I, you know, I love Casey Wallace out of Kentucky. You know, um, Brandon Miller, of course, has been incredible out of Alabama. But I expected that to see Kobe Brown kind of bring that team together uh, at Missouri. Okay. I don't know if he's going to win the award, but I think he might be the most valuable player um, when it comes down to what he means to the team and the program. And they actually got fans showing up at Mizzou Arena now. Like, and that's a proud basketball mm -hmm. program that have been in kind of the dumps for a little bit. So uh, they I, definitely are playing really well at home for sure. Yeah. And they're fun to watch. You know, I'm like, I mean, like, I don't, I don't mind if you, I mean, that was the beauty of like Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss when he first got there. They didn't win a whole bunch of games, but they're as fun as hell to watch, right? And so now I look at this and I go, people want fun basketball, you know? Um, and I think I think that's – Dennis Gates is bringing that over to Missouri. Well, there's a team flying and Ole Miss. This, you know? There's a team that's going to put up a bunch of points. <laughs> Fast offense, yeah. and they're putting up a bunch of points. Yeah. And, and, and if you're a recruit, you want to play in that, right? Like you yeah. want to yeah. go out there in a place where you're going to put up 80 points a game. I mean, look at Bruce Pearl. He's done a good job because he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to give you the freedom to take some shots, go out and have some fun, and on any given night, somebody might score 25, or you might have three guys or, or three guys that might score 20, as opposed to, you know, sometimes the Rick Barnes offense or like Frank Martin or even Conzo Martin back in the day at Missouri, mm -hmm. you might win a game 54 to 50, and the leading scorer had 13 points. Well, you know, I think it's harder to sell that to a younger generation about teamwork and defense, I think it's easier to sell, hey, you know, how can I combine that and, and actually score some points as well, too? Yeah. The, maybe uh, I, know, I know we're kind of cutting close on time, but, you know, one of the last, uh, I guess, kind of going following up on, on Jason talking about midseason for basketball, but preseason for baseball as far as player of the year uh, or players of the year or any candidate like that, uh, just kind of talk about who you think would be, uh, you know, candidates or, or likely candidates. And I know LSU's got a few. They brought in a guy from NC State, Tommy Tanks. They got Dylan Cruz. That guy looks there's... like he can drink an 18-pack. Like, like, yes. like <laughs> yes, that guy. There's never been more of a collegiate <laughs> baseball player that looks like a beer league softball star. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, I saw, you got. I saw a great tweet where like that man can delete some beers, and I'm like, yeah, I think that's. that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But Paul, I mean, Skeen, Paul Skeens to me is going to be interesting because I think they penciled him in as a Friday night starter at LSU, and they think right. this guy, like Dylan Cruz, who's been incredible for LSU, says this is the best pitcher I've ever faced. 
And Dylan Cruz has seen some cats come through the SEC and some Major League Baseball exactly. arms. So, like, if, if he's saying, you know, that that Paul's that guy, then, you know, earlier. And, and I'll be honest with you, my brain's so wrapped around still football and, and, and uh, <laughs> basketball. It, it, it ain't going to be until probably mid-March <laughs> in the league right now. So right, I, right. Well, I mean, right. With you guys. <laughs> just trying to Man. just trying to get just trying to get you started thinking about it right now. Because <laughs> you start in two weeks. You got two weeks. You got two weeks, and 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 uh, and your team LSU is is ranked number one, and they just look like that they could potentially go out there and just set the world on fire. Oh, they'll be disappointed. They'll be pissed. It'll be pissed in Baton Rouge if they don't. You have to at least make Omaha with this team. Like that's that's minimum situation. It's it's kind of like yeah. I mean, it's Kentucky's minimum every single year in basketball is they should be a Sweet Sixteen team. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, Alabama and Georgia now. I feel like they're at a point where hey, they at a minimum should be a college football playoff team. Right, especially when the conference, sure. you know, when the playoff expands, and I think LSU with this year and the expectations they have, they should be a team in Omaha. Like that, that is what you know the expectation is, and it's pass or fail on whether or not you get there. Right, right. Well, Peter, we'll get you out of here with this. All right, we appreciate you being on. But did you play college golf? I did, man. That's why. Like, if you look that's at what my, I thought. My dirty office. I got all the um, the. You know all the things, and I got my. This is my favorite part over here. If you see that, my Mike Tyson punch out. Uh, <laughs> yes, Mike Tyson punch right. out. Right, I love that game, man. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, fact, I'll give you a little bit better look at this thing. It's got, yeah. you know, got golf oh, nice. Here, you know, it's just a cutout of every single one. Oh wow! I love the characters. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's dope. Hey, that's hey dope. so so you've been you've been over to to Scotland and played and played uh and played at St Andrews. Uh, yeah. Well, can you give me some tips because I'm supposed to go in like two years. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, St Andrews is incredible. A, make sure you have a uh, you make sure you have a a, a tea time because a lot of people show up thinking, all right, well, I could just go and, and play it like. You need to make sure you're confirmed for a tea time, right? Or else you can spend the night in the parking lot getting ready. I think we're, I think we're going, going through an agency, so we should be okay. Good. So they normally set that up. So do it. Um, There's another course called Kings Barnes, which is very close. Make sure you play that as well. Like those are the two that you play. Like Carnoustie, and and we played the old old course and the new course, and and a couple other places. The the golf advice I give to you, as far as that's concerned, is the food ain't going to be good. Um, but there's a bar <laughs> called the Dun Vegan, okay? And the Dun Vegan is literally within walking steps of the 18th hole at St. Andrews. And up to last year, it was owned by a Texas A&M grad. Um, and so I went there and because everybody told me I needed to go there. And I saw all these things about Texas A&M in the bar. I'm like, what in the world? And so I was like, hey, is the owner here or whatever? And so I went up and I talked to him. Come to find out, he knew who I was because he's a big AM baseball fan, and they would actually illegally stream SEC baseball over at this bar <laughs> right outside of the old course in St. Andrews. Awesome. So, okay, uh, that's cool. Sure. <laughs> uh, which is uh, a great, a great spot after after the round. That's cool. Awesome. I thought I, I read that. where you played at UTSA and played college golf. I did. In fact, I think I got uh, – speaking of the devil, I think I'm wearing my Roadrunners. Free promo. Get it out there. 
Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, UTSA. Yeah. That's right. That's what there I thought. There you go. I feel I always, bad. I always feel bad because I tell people, you know, I hate people when they claim like a certain team that they're not like they didn't, you know, grew up around or something like that or yeah. even college. But then again, like even though I played college, I tried to play for LSU and my whole family went to LSU, but LSU had like a top 10 golf program and i would damn sure wasn't top 10 right but i was like a two-star athlete and they only took five stars so, <laughs> right the utsa play golf but i still love lsu with my heart so. all right hey, hey all before right. we let you go man get, get, give me your top five cities college towns oh man that's tough um i don't say this because it's you but damn oxford is the goat I mean, like it's just <laughs> the, food, the food is so He's, good. You gonna you gonna have him dancing? <laughs> I, I'm just telling you. I'm he just knows. Good. He knows. Hey, Oxford is just the yeah. library, city grocery, Taylor Grocery. I mean, come on. Like it's just it's out of a movie, right? <laughs> um, you know. So I give you that. I see recruiting limo saying Clemson. I haven't spent a lot of time at Clemson, so I, I don't, I'm not hating on it. I just haven't spent enough time to say if I like it or not. Is a future SEC team, which is Texas at Austin. Like Austin, I spent 20 years in 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 Texas, and Austin is absolutely incredible. Um, All right, so if I go those two, Athens is legit. Yes, yes, it is. So so I give that probably coming at number three. Number four, I'm gonna go Baton Rouge just because that's my, you know, that's where I'm from. And you go to All the right. Freds and Bogies and some great food, and the tailgates are incredible. You can't beat um, the food there if you ask me. Yeah, I mean that's it's just it's just out of control. <laughs> um, as far as five, man, I mm-hmm. I gotta go Vanderbilt, and okay. and I know it Nashville. sounds weird, but it's Nashville. 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 you're in the middle of Nashville. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, you're and it's a that's a nice. I mean, like even not too far away from Vanderbilt is you know, really good places to go. So yeah, all yeah. of that. So I'm excited about that. I'll go, I'll, I'll host some of the SEC basketball tournament this season. And, and mm. so that'll be fun. And spending some time up there and yeah. Bridgestone arena is pretty nice. So that's oh, yeah. a pretty good one through five list off the top of my head right now. Gotcha, so, hey, gotcha. hey, I'm with cool, you for man. all of them. <laughs> Peter. Oh, hey, man, I'm, I'm lucky I'm the skinny really guy. appreciate your time. Peter, it's been fun. All of us at Cop Sportscast, man, we appreciate your time with us tonight. Um, you know, come back, come back sometime, and visit with us. Yeah, yeah, let's do back. it, man. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Probably at SEC baseball tournament this year. You know, maybe we can uh, we can make we'll that do, happen. We'll awesome. do a live show from there. That's what we should do. I'm in. As long as I get a chance to drink a little bit on air. Oh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> right, got it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good night. Well, guys, that was tremendous fun to do. Appreciate Peter Burns being on with us tonight. I got a couple of things we presented by the fanboys, and I need to get that in. Our prize picks, um, we are sponsored by prize picks now. Um, you can help support us by using code CSCAST at prizepicks.com for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Um, it's a daily fantasy sports fun. So go there. There is about 30 different sports that they do. Um, and then the last thing we need to do is our home troops. Home for our troops is the 2023 
non-profit organization, uh, and they do build homes for or injured veterans. And you can go to www.hfotusa.org to help support veterans. Anything else? Oh man. man, fun show, man, fun show. That's great. Look, look, hey, look to many more. Look to many more. Yes, yes. It definitely was a fun show, dude. Yes. So we will end with this. Um, we are line up another special guest two weeks from tonight. Look for us to have Ron Slay on our show. And we got Butch Thompson on Tuesday. So remember Butch Thompson this Tuesday, Ron Slay in a couple weeks. All right, guys. I appreciate you being on with me. Y'all have right, a good man. night. Peace.